0: Show continues here on a Friday, and joining me is Greg Lotus. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well, Max. How are you? I'm. Uh, I had a birthday this week. I noticed you missed it. Yeah. No, I.
1: If you remember correctly, last week before we signed off, I wish you happy
0: birthday because I know you're 73, and uh, <laughs> I think that's great. I don't recall that, so I'll have to go yeah. back and listen. I'll go check. Have to check the video. You know what happens when you know what
1: happens you know what happens yeah, to get older. I you know. loo- you lose your mind. So
0: right, I know, I know, I know. Right. not surprising. I- <laughs> not surprising. S- speaking of getting older, Kim Holmes joins us. Um, clearly, lost his mind. Kim, how are you? Good, good. I just graduated
2: from cardio rehab today.
0: You, how do you gra- How do you graduate?
2: So I'm done with it. I'm on the loose now. You you're done with. <laughs> So, what does it mean that you graduated? It means uh, I've done my thirty-six sessions of cardio rehab, and uh, that's treadmill, new step, and this
0: arm machine that kills me. And then uh, you have have the gun show going like Greg did in Friday, an hour a day. In that picture up in your restaurant.
1: What I'm curious is, it did include uh, when you're on the radio making as much noise as possible.
2: Yeah, it no. includes whatever the fuck I want to
0: do.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love
0: it. That's that's a, you know what? That's an answer Greg would respect. Yep. <laughs> Greg. I'm back, motherfuckers. I am back. <laughs> I, I expect nothing less in fact uh, actually <laughs> let me tell you if you want to go down the bad road with Greg try to actually explain it to him well you know my yeah. sure, my, and so you're your insurance company said they paid enough you're good to go right so now what in terms of your activity do you go back all the time do you go back to your own gym and, and continue to be rocked up what's the plan
2: well I'm, I'm going to go to a, I used to go to the Y yeah But there's too many people uh, right now. And so I'll go across the street to select therapy. Uh, It's a smaller gym. Uh, And uh, if you go between 12 and 1 in, in, in the afternoon, it's almost deserted. During lunchtime? Anybody there, I can work the machine. I don't have to talk to anybody. And uh, I can get my workout done in about an hour, hour and a half.
0: Well, let me, just so everybody knows, it's not like Kim's antisocial. Because if you ever want to go to a gym and talk to somebody, Kim's your guy. But uh, the Grim Reaper has been cruising around the street. What is it, 2nd Street out in front of your place? 3rd Street? Yeah. Yeah, screaming Kim's name. Diabetic, third, right? Third. Kimmy! Kimmy! Probably the Dark Vader boys.
1: And, <sighs> listen, Mac.
0: Mac mac the the what he used the
1: word select therapy and fit uh fitness a k a asian massage partner oh what yep hey. that's what it is really so that they that, did that, that's why he had to pass his cardio
0: thing so that his heart could take it there you
2: <laughs> so, go. so I don't have any trouble getting it up <laughs>
0: whoa hey the um hey they didn't pin that on bob Kraft, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, we- it,
2: it it's uh it's a nice gym but if you go in the morning uh a lot of the uh older folks are there and it's like they talk all the time. And they're always asking me questions about restaurants and this and that and I of course you got to answer them. So uh I just stopped going in the morning and
0: uh hey let me ask you can I, I can i ask you a question about that is time you, to go so do you find it hard to be a celebrity
1: uh,
0: <laughs> i don't mind that uh big time big timer
2: no i i mean it's just you know i'm not in the restaurant business anymore so people tend to uh not bother me as much but uh
0: but they I clearly, did, I, clearly at the gym, you're you're a rock star and you don't like it. What do you like? Uh you like John Lennon just walks away and thinks that like, yeah, it's over, I'm done, leave me alone. No,
2: nah, I uh I, I do all right. It's uh and and people uh God, I don't know how many times I've given my prime rib recipe out. All the nurses in rehab have it.
0: Well, they, okay, let me let's here's another question for you. The fact that you're helping bring your legacy of feeding a community, right, and, and you're bringing a new restaurant to the community, do you think yeah. that had a positive impact on your health care? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Everybody knows this guy. Hey, this guy makes good food. We got to save him. What about, Lo- what well, about, what about Lotus over sure there?
2: That's what the doctors said. No,
1: I...
0: I do sympathize
1: with Kim because, you know, if you, if you have uh, somebody that knows a plethora about restaurants and recipes, if I was at the gym and I was, you know, you know, thinking about making something, who better to ask than him? You know what I mean? So I can understand he wants to go during a dead time because you want to get some work done, but there is a social aspect to the gym, but sometimes it can be overwhelming because I know that Heather works at Choice and she teaches yoga and stuff. But when she wants to work out, there's always people stopping by her machine or whatever. And then you got to get off, and then you know five minutes turns into ten, which turns into twelve, and you don't get you don't get shit
0: done. Oh yeah, right. uh, No, let me just tell you. I just I don't live the life of a celebrity, so I'm just this is kind of interesting for me to hear this stuff. I love
2: Choice, but. Oh my god. It just there's so many people. What I love about most about it are are the locker rooms and the uh water aerobics.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a program uh there so that you know you have the graduated entry into the pool. And uh sure, yeah. yeah, they do the big uh they do the water water exercise classes, right? That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. and but the other thing you get to see Heather wearing her yoga pants and all that, right, Kim?
2: Well, well, that's the only reason I go.
0: Hello, is <laughs> I love viewing the latex. There you go, <laughs> Heather the hottie. There you go. Yes, she is.
2: She's an absolute hundred percent hottie. But the <laughs> uh, Heather and all all the women they 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 go to work out dressed up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> what about you greg i mean greg you're a celebrity do you does i mean does it impact your life do you i mean when you go out in public i mean people come up to you and stuff i mean does it bother you or are you okay with it
1: i'm not i'm not up to the, i'm not up to the level that you are so i i would say that um I'm, I'm you know basically a homebody and and uh all i care about is you know raising good kids and uh, being a good Catholic, so I don't, I, I can't even begin to understand, you know, a guy like yourself with his own radio show and have has Marconi awards and stuff like that. So, like, I'm, I'm basking in your glow right now, just being on the show.
0: <laughs> Kim, Me too. Uh, Yeah, Kim can't even he not can. laugh at that. Okay, the um. Okay. No, I just, uh, it's interesting. Listen to people talk about being celebrities. Um, the, uh, let's see. Hey, Wait, Mac, what? I, was, I was reading this. I was reading a story today outside of Fargo
1: in a small town. The officers responded to a 13 year old boy in the backyard. Uh, he had passed away based on, uh, uh the family dog, uh, shepherd attacked him and, and killed him. What? Uh, they're, yeah, they're going to release the name of the boy and stuff, but it just breaks my heart to hear stuff like
0: that that's, that's going on. The family dog killed him? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I've never even heard it, of this. I, I've heard of dogs killing, but not not somebody I mean, from their family, though, right?
1: Oh, yes. There, that happens frequently, actually. They, uh, there's been some attacks on the wife uh, of you know, two pit bulls and stuff, but this was a shepherd mix apparently and uh basically did horrendous damage uh from the you know the torso up um and oh. and uh they're release the name but it, it just make, it just breaks my heart. Wow. Uh oh, yeah.
0: man and that was that was a small I was hear
2: a lot about uh pit bulls attacking
0: people. Yeah, you you know, toddlers or somebody, or, or the the dog gets off its property. But I haven't heard, you know, I and I take your word for it. But I haven't heard so much about, you know, somebody, you know, that that dog's related to, you know, doing something like that. Wow.
1: Yeah, it was on. It was on Valley News Live. You could check it out. It just came across the feed, uh, a little bit, the news feed a little bit ago. But I'm not trying to bring the show down. But I just wanted to take the time to say for a 13 year old kid he must have been um rather small um although those dogs are pretty powerful shepherds can be like a 100 pounds and uh you know dog strength and and stuff like that so it's just sad that that took place i mean i look down at my dog who's 200 pounds and uh he's very protective but very docile um when uh you know, Monique and Jocelyn bring their uh, babies over here that are two years old, and they run around and stuff like that. He he constantly gets fallen on or kicked or punched or whatever, and he just kind of looks up like, really? You know, so, but it's the way they're trained and stuff. But it, it's just a sad, sad deal. It was on my mind. Way to
0: bring the show down, man. Now, how do we... Yeah, I know. How do we, do, Dolly Downer, how do we... Uh, so, uh, <laughs> how do I transition out of that? Give me something. Throw me a bone. Give me. Oh,
1: I will. I will. So, yesterday, uh, watching the uh, Sioux play, uh, the North Dakota hockey team, and I don't know if people are aware nationally. I know you have a your show goes out to everybody, but um, they're playing college hockey, and they're playing it in kind of a bubble, which is only in one town, which is admirable because – um, you know, there's a lot of things shutting down now. And, uh, right. also, um, in the last two days, I don't know if you know this, Mac, but in our little area of the world, uh, East Grand Forks, Minnesota, which is literally right across the river, uh, <laughs> a, a, a stone's throw away, um, they, you're not allowed to have indoor dining, but one person opened up her restaurant, the Boardwalk Grill, in defiance of the mandate, which is technically not a law. And she's serving people inside because she says the bills are coming in and, uh, you know, takeout is just not doing it. So, um, yeah, they're wearing face masks inside and doing everything they can. But she said, you know, I'm tired of this kind of stuff. So in transition, I, I, I'm curious as to what you and Kim think About those store owners that are defying mandates again, which are technically not laws, um, to open up because they have to survive, and that's an area um, in the whole entire United States as far as you know, restaurants, waiters, waitresses, bartenders, and everything that's that's getting hit hard. And Guy Fieri's raised over twenty-two point something million dollars. Uh, to subsidize some people because the government's not doing it. So I'm just curious what you guys I think, think okay. about about that stuff. Kimmy, what do you Restaurant. Think?
2: Well, as far as I'm concerned with Jane Borman, across or Moss is her last name, uh, she had to wait till the 18th before they opened up restaurants again. Uh, uh, all the restaurants around here... Uh, like the uh, ground round, uh, Ellie's Ivy, the people that bought my place, they all have fabulous takeout menus, and uh, and you can pick it up. And I don't know why she didn't promote that, but uh, being defiant when you only have a week to wait, I I think that's kind of stupid.
0: Oh, i do. I. Uh, well, I would play. Uh, I would play some audio for you. Um, but I, I played it in the first hour. So, um, But it's a, essentially of a uh, of a veteran, I don't know what branch of the military, who's a business owner, who lives up in Shasta County, which is north of uh, where I grew up in Sacramento, up uh, towards the Oregon border. And he went to the county commission and he said, you know, w- we're dying out here. Our businesses are going under. We can't feed our families. And this has to stop. This can't continue to go on for months like it's going like like you're expecting it to while you pull down your checks, and you can hear the emotion in his voice, and he said any and, he, and he, he doesn't threaten him, but he says if you don't think that we will use violence to open our businesses, then you're wrong because we will, and I'm not alone there's millions of guys like me across this country, and we're sick of it and so I just say this. I mean, and and then you watch the bullshit that you see on TV that they tell people not to do this stuff, and then whether it's the restaurants they go to, right, the French Laundry in Napa, whether it's flying to Mexico to, to to marry your daughter or go to another event that 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 doesn't really apply, or you say it doesn't apply. I mean, I don't think people understand how angry that stuff is making people. That as as I mean, Kim built a business. He and Beth built that business you know, by with their hands. They rebuilt it after it was flooded. And now you're going to watch it go down the shitter? I, I to me, you're going to see more and more of this and I don't understand, I don't honestly, it's going to become violent at some point in this country. I believe that.
1: Well, and, and here's the deal, what what really bothers me is the leadership from governors to mayors to senators that say, "Okay, they go on TV, and they make a, a stay at home order where you have to stay home and this and that. And then they're caught. Well, one of them was caught making the order in Mexico, right. uh, filming it from there or, uh, that, that night after they filmed it, they went out and ate at an exclusive restaurant and someone snapped a photo of them even though they thought they were safe. So they're talking on both sides of their mouth. And, you know, I realize that the numbers are going up and people are dying. Um, These people that talk about, you know, anti-masking and all this crap and and they say, well, this is just like the flu or this is political. If it's one of your relatives or one of your family members that's in ICU on a ventilator because of COVID, then your story is going to change awful fast. So the thing about this whole restaurant deal and everything else, I just wish everyone would get on the same page because I don't know if you've looked at this, uh, both of you guys, but Australia that locked shit down.
0: Yep. I don't know, what, I don't know what happened to him. Greg, we can't hear you. You Can't hear me.
1: I'm saying you know they've done it right, and there's people walking around without masks, and, and it's business as usual in that country now. So, but they
2: shut it down completely, kaput, and the but the government has a plan to subsidize those restaurants and workers, uh, but we don't, and we haven't, and that is the problem. Uh, these people need help and the government isn't giving giving 'em them sweet fuck all. And, and to me, that's the crime. Uh, you have a, if you have a small business, uh, I can see where, where Jane is, is doing it at, to be defiant. But I, I mean, the government's not giving them any, any love. And, uh, and that leader of the Senate, he won't sign anything but uh, a new conservative judge. That's I'm sorry, but that's the way I see it.
1: Well, and Mac, and Mac, you know, when I look at this, you know, and we we don't we give trillions of dollars to fighting wars and stuff. We're fighting a war within our own country, and if we won't support our own people with whether it be grants or low interest loans or zero interest loans, even if it's zero interest, like that keeps, it, it doesn't say like, here, we're going to, or are going to give you this. And, and we don't ask you to pay it back, but maybe partially payment or whatever the case may be. But what, what else can we do, but support our own people within our own country? Like, Thanks. like you said, Kim, Kim built the restaurant with his own hands And there's hundreds of thousands of families that have done nothing but put their money and their heart and soul and blood and sweat into restaurants. And they not only have it for themselves, but they support students and extra jobs for other workers and tips and everything else. So... If we can fight wars and and put money into those coffers, why can't we do it for the American people?
0: I, I Well, there was one stimulus that was passed, right? One relief package that was passed. And we've all read the stories about the fraud that's, that occurred. You had guys in prison here in California uh, claiming that money. You had uh, a package of, what, $1.8? Uh, trillion dollars that was before the election that was put forward and you know I I don't like to argue politics with Kim but earlier this week you had the speaker of the house say the reason we didn't support it was we we weren't going to pass anything before the election And and, 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 and now they're trying to pass something that's 800 billion, a fraction of what was put forward to and so to me it's the dysfunction of the people that lead this country and not only yeah. can they not respond to this crisis, you know, they didn't do Iraq or Afghanistan well. And so and so it goes. And, and my point is this. There's people that are pissed. And I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that Kim would be critical of somebody um, that says, I've got to open my joint because I got to pay my fucking bills. And I don't have a week to wait. Right, I, yeah. and so I'm a little bit surprised that Kim would actually say that. Because if Kim was in the same position with that gun to put his head, I know him. I know exactly what he'd say. I'll be here. But, but I'll be here trying to pay my bills. And if you don't like it, you can come in and fucking arrest me. But, but
1: Max, part of the problem. Part of the problem was this week it came out that Tom Brady's TV 12 business received almost a million dollar loan. Yeah. Um, he's worth 200 million and his wife is worth 400 million. And whoever, you know, puts the rubber stamp on these applications for PPP money should be shot and hung because there's businesses like, but like the Boardwalk Grill, like a bunch of other family restaurants that should be on the front of the list. And it shouldn't
0: be about name recognition. And that's part of the problem. Oh, with the tell government. me about it. It's, Look, it's, how many in California, I don't know how many billion dollars went into the prisons. Like, the are, you, are, you fucking, right are you fucking kidding me? But again, my point is this. There is a level of frustration in this country that's going to get to violence, Right. And now everybody's sitting around. We just, what, last night, Minneapolis City Council votes to. You, you, have, you have Joe Biden saying, we've got to stop. We got the hell kicked out of us nationally because of this defund the police thing. We've got to stop it. Less than 24 hours after he says that, right, and, 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 and it plays around the country, you have the Minneapolis Police Department doing exactly that. You have another, right, uh, indigenous zone in Portland. That, that it's going to happen, and slowly, I mean, people are watching this, and they're watching the conduct of. And what did I read? Ilian Omar's husband's consulting business, who she paid seventy percent of, of the money she paid out from her campaign, two point eight million dollars. That he got three hundred thousand dollars, so his business could survive. And people are just That's watching. Ridiculous. It's it's it's. <laughs> Hey, is this a food show or what? Well, hey, I didn't start no, I didn't start this shit. I did. And you know what? It needs to be
1: said because I'm tired of this shit because you look at the the people that we elect and they represent us and then it seems like they didn't grow up like us or didn't have any hardships and they're in this position and why isn't someone like the Boardwalk Grill At the top of the list for PPE, uh, PPP loans and stuff like that. But we're giving money to like uh, that girl for the, uh, for her election or Tom Brady or Elon Musk and shit like that. Like are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Like common sense and logic would dictate that we go from the bottom up. As far as the people that need this the most, and yeah, you have to prove you know that you need the money it's just horrible it's just no. horrible
0: i no, i I agree with you man and and again and it's, it, it, it,
2: said, it's getting worse we leadership- leadership in this country and until so that changes. I don't think we're going to get a hell of a lot of change.
1: No, and, and I'll... But everyone... Ta- hold on, Mac. Everyone talks about that, and I agree. I, I, I've said the same words as Kim, the leadership, the leadership. But we elect these fuckers, and and we think we're doing the right job as far as electing them. But when they get there, somehow their ideas change, or they change, or they get influenced by other people in big business or kickbacks or this and that. And it's sad that someone doesn't stay true to their roots and, and look out for the little people. And when I talk about little people, I'm talking about people with successful businesses, but in the eyes of, you know, big business, they're little people like a Sanders restaurant would have been, you know, in the eyes of the world, you know, but, but we got to help those people because, you look at the, the impact, the fingers that go out when you give a loan to a business, let's say like Sanders, and then it goes out. The cooks, they get to stay on. The waiters and waitresses and and the delivery people. And it just goes on and on from there because you helped out a small business.
2: Okay, I, I, I want to say something here. Uh, when, uh, when the flood came, I thought, well, this is it for me. I, but I did have insurance on my building. And so I found a temporary location. It only took us, the whole crew and I, seven weeks, my wife included, uh, to put the, the new restaurant together. And for yeah, my insurance, that. I paid everybody's insurance and salary, but that was me. but when I moved downtown to the the other Sanders, I got a grant for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that if I stayed open for five years, it went away now that's Good what for you. Helped, but that's what you have to do, and that yeah. that's what that's what they're not doing
1: now for little but, guys. But- you you think someone begrudges you because you got a grant? You yeah, stay open did. for 5 years. Yeah, I mean did. shit.
0: They did. they're,
1: they're oh, loving Kim. that. And I, I you know what? I I love the incentive package. Or <laughs> uh, Kim, I love the incentive package. If they gave people um a grant like yours and said you have to stay open for 5 years and it's wiped out. It gives them incentive to to keep going and that's what it should be in the United States now not funding anything else but to worry about the people during these unprecedented times that's no one has seen in 100 years since the pandemic of of 1918 or whenever it was
2: that's
0: right yeah hey greg i mean it but look it doesn't seem like we can deal with most issues in this country and why would this be any different and for instance how long have people been saying hey the winter is going to be worse okay but we sent the ships home right we dismantled all the all the surge capacity that we built to to create overflow and rather than come to this understanding is that you know what the kids have to go to school you know they've got to go to school you know we are killing kids by keeping them at home Right, and they don't. I mean, their you know their risk relative to this is virtually zero. It's less than one percent. Right, and so the, the the kids that that do have high comorbidity factors, the Kim Holmes kids, right, they have to they have to stay at home, right. But everybody else has to businesses got to go because you can't cu- shut the country down. So relative to say the winter's going to be bad, we got to we got to build surge capacity for that and and we're going to ask people to take extra precautions. But you know what? We can't shut we learned this summer. You can't shut the son of a bitch down. Right? Rather than do that, what do we do? It all went away, you know, wear your mask and now, oh, what a shock. Numbers are going up. The survival st- rate is still 99%. Right, but now we're, we're, the measures that politicians who are getting their full paychecks, by the way, they're going to recommend to you is that, yeah, Kim, you got to shut down your restaurant, right? I, it's, I, I just tell you, it's, yeah. it's not going All to right. end well. Not going to end well. And and it's not going to get over at the when Chris when we when we get through the winter, it's not going to be over either. And so no. you know, again, I mean, we've had a leadership problem in this country for a long time. And this just this just highlights it. But I will tell you this: I mean, the defund the police stuff. You're going to see New York City, Minneapolis. You're going to see violent crime go up, and you're going to see minorities and low-income areas pay the price for all this bullshit. And then it, then it will ultimately correct itself as we some communities get the the, the high-pressure hose out and rinse themselves off. But it's it's the same shit leadership you know, billions into the prisons. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: So. You know, and, and the whole defund the police thing and everything else, you wonder if people really understand that when they pick up the phone and they want to dial 911, but the, the dispatcher has been cut to hours that are only 9 to 5, which is really not operator hours as far as the crime is concerned. Um, it's, it's usually, you know, 11 to 7 in the morning, but they're not going to have anyone at all. And so you wonder logically what they're thinking, you know, and and the impact of that whole movement and all that kind of stuff, the protests um, that that are not peaceful, the ones that destroy property, and it's the shop owners that... That really take the brunt of this kind of stuff, so when we talk about leadership and we talk about you know how systematically it hasn't helped us, what are we going to do about it? because we've just had the election, is it a wait and see approach? because i don 't want to wait and see i mean this, this this whole pandemic has made me personally look at my life and be so thankful. For my family, um, for missing opportunities such as gathering with my brother and sister-in-law or my cousins or whatever, or even going home to Canada, which I can't do. It's made me look at things and say, wow, you took those things for granted. And to me, I think that's one of the positives coming out of this because it it's made me reflect on stuff
0: the um now i think we're all learning we're all learning these lessons but um i we have a problem in this country with leaders i mean i mean the first thing that that we they do is i mean like all politicians is is it's the lens of will this help me get reelected or not Yep. And and if I'm I going to stand up and say, the, you know, tell the truth in the, in the middle of all of this, you know, when it might cost me my seat here. Uh, no. So I'll sit here in silence. And so and and again, it's nothing new. It's the same thing. Um, and again, I, I, I hate even to be to, to use those two words consecutively. Political leaders are the, the, elected officials because they're not leaders. <laughs> All right, they they they, 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 won't, they can't be leaders on their worst on their best day. They struggle with it. So, all right, so help me transition this again. Um, the this is not going the way. No, but but can I just let me say this about this? This conversation is emblematic of, I believe, how frustrated people in the country are because normally we look forward to this hour at the end of the week. As you know, light and happy and fun and food and current events and whatever we see, you know, blah blah blah. But I believe this this way is weighing on everybody in this country so much. Um, and uh, so
1: here, here's what I'll tell you, Mac. So yesterday, or the day before, actually. Um, my wife and I are sitting in in, uh, our bed watching TV late at night and diners drive-ins and dives come on one of our favorite shows and he goes into restaurants and he looks and, and they start whipping up this recipe for this pork and my wife says geez that looks really good and so I rewound it I actually went and got a pen and a paper got all the ingredients or whatever written down and I went to get this pork we got pork tenderloin which is as kim knows is usually very lean and very tough to cook especially because you can overcook it and then i got a little pork shoulder which i trimmed and cut into pieces but i whipped up this marinade with soy sauce um lime juice garlic um brown sugar uh, pepper and what else ginger and let it soak for let it soak for a night. And I I cooked it. I I strained the marinade or whatever. And my wife made mushroom risotto, which is like a rice, although it takes a long time because you got to add the the stock a little bit at a time. But I cooked it on the grill yesterday, and the sugars from all the stuff caramelizes. I thought my kids were like hyenas last <laughs> night. They. They, if someone went for another piece, they were going to stab them with a fork. So our meal was fantastic. And I looked at my wife and I said, because my other son was home from college, and I said, this is what family dinner is all about. Everyone giving each other shit. And we did not have
0: any leftovers whatsoever. <laughs> Now that's not really a surprise, given the size of the men in your family, but uh, but um, well, the
1: women did their job too.
0: Oh, what are you trying to say?
1: I'm saying they, they put it away.
0: Okay, they can eat. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. but I wait. I love trying that new recipe from TV, and and that's what I can you send me? Can, for
0: people can you send me that recipe recipe?
1: I can try. I kind of eyeballed it, but yeah, I could try.
0: If you could just eyeball the elements of it, I'll I'll include it in this hour of the podcast. And uh, even if it's just these are the ingredients, good luck. Um, You know, mix it to Mm -hmm. taste. And uh,
1: I I would.
0: You got
2: the ginger, the garlic, everything is soy. Good stuff.
1: Oh my God. Uh, Mac, you would have died. It was like, like sweet, but salty and a little bit sour. And with the pork, it went so well. Like the tenderloin just fell apart because I only cook it to medium, uh, medium rare. Um, but I got the lines on it and I pulled it off. That went first um, because the, the shoulder had a little bit more fat obviously inside uh, when you cook it. But I made the shoulder into steaks and that's what really helped get the marinade on it. But putting it in for 24 hours in a Ziploc bag and then taking it, the marinade out and then keeping the meat just in there until I was ready to cook it. But I also put it on the counter for like an hour beforehand so it came to room temperature so that I could cook those uh, pork shoulder and pork loin uh, properly because if not... If you just take them out of a cold bag, the outside gets crisp and the inside doesn't
0: cook. There you go. There you go. Kim's uh, Kim's advice, whatever you're going to cook in the evening, take it out either late morning or uh, early in the afternoon and allow it to come to room temperature. So uh, there you go. Greg Lotus, how about that? Yeah, that's Not, great. Hey, not just a pretty face. Just goes to show you.
1: Well, we could, we could still grill here because it was like 40-something degrees outside. So, Do you um,
0: – Kim puts his grill away for the winter, do you? Some people don't.
1: No. Oh God, no. I'm grilling. If it's minus whatever, um, I just have to turn my grill up because uh, <laughs> it won't hold heat as well. But there's no way – Because my my grill is right off my, open my patio door. It's three steps to my grill. I made sure that when I built the house, that was going to be the case. And I am there all winter long with grilled chicken breasts, brats, everything, steaks. Um, I
0: do it all all winter, Matt. Whoa. Kimmy, you don't even have to take three steps to get to your grill. You take one and a half and you're you're in the grill, I think.
2: Well, I, I'm my grill is on my patio, and and uh, when it starts to snow, I'll have uh, a couple of feet of snow on the grill or around there. I, I it's just I I grill on the stove top. I've got uh, cast iron with uh, uh, raised grill lines. That I do my steaks on and stuff like that, but
0: so Kim, but it, just so everybody knows, things, Kim shuts
2: like having a grill like like Greg does. I mean, if I could do it, I would.
0: Kim shuts his down for the winter, and then he goes, he does his indoor grilling, which I will tell you is pretty good. Just for the record, um, Kim's indoor grilling is pretty good. But um, yeah, when you live in the Upper Midwest, hello, the uh, hi Beth. Um, when you live in the Upper Midwest, uh, you know you have to do something like that. Depending on uh, if you're a big timer like Greg and you have the custom design home uh, two specifications, you don't have to do that. But uh, but Kim, not so much. But Kim does live in the elite brownstones, just so everybody knows. That is the name of that uh, that development. So
1: me, Matt, <laughs> what? I- I just just sent you that recipe, the one that I went off
0: of. Yes.
1: Um, So the only difference is I added a a couple more things or a few more things if it's not in there, like the ginger. I I can't can't remember if it's in there, but it's the pork pork tenderloin, and it, it goes from like a pipikawa short ribs or the Hawaiian so, oh, cilantro, my wife added cilantro. that was the key. Is that Heather the hottie? Yeah, she just came in here and nice. it, she opened the door and said she opened the door and said cilantro and then closed it. That's all it was. Um, but the fresh fresh grated ginger in there was the key and I'll tell you it's so easy. To to do, you just have to put it in a day before to get the marinade, or you can even do it for four or five hours before. You just won't get as deep a penetration. But I think by putting it in for over overnight, that pork tenderloin, it went right through it. Like I I, I even cut the pork tenderloin in half because uh, it was so big, um, and that way I had two basically big pieces and long pieces of pork tenderloin because I don't think the marinade would have attacked uh the center but what it did when it when it went through was tenderize it because of the soy and everything else in there it made the meat like like you could cut it with a fork.
2: And the brown sugar it breaks the fibers down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you got to have the sugar with the so- uh and I, and I use low sodium so- uh soy sauce because I mean, I'm trying to watch my salt a little bit, but also so that I could season it later at the end. And it's a matter of how much pepper you want. You could add sriracha if you want. You could add a whole bunch of different things. But that's the base of the recipe, the one I sent you, Mac. Got it?
0: No, I got it. I'm looking at it, and uh, everybody will see it.
1: And you could you could click on uh, when you click on that link, Mac. It'll say at the top. Go to the recipe, so you don't have to read all the crap at the top. (laughs) Then you can shop
0: for the ingredients uh, at the bottom. Got it. No, it's it's from a website called allrecipes.com. It's called Ginger Lime Pork Tenderloin, yes? Yep. And,
1: it's, and it had a five-star rating. Everyone that reviewed it gave it a five-star. That's my kind of, I don't go for the 4.1 or the 3.9 dogs. I go for the big, you know, if everyone likes it, then I'm all for it.
0: There you have it. Kim, any advice, uh, any little uh, flourishes that you'd uh, suggest on this with this recipe?
2: Uh, I, I thought uh, that the ingredients were fabulous and very well balanced. Uh, I have a question, Greg. Uh, Do you uh, take the marinade uh, and put it in a saucepan and then reduce it uh, by half and then strain it? And it should Uh, be
1: nice. So here's the deal. The only thing I added to that recipe, like Heather said, there's two key ingredients, Mac, if you're going to write it down. One is the cilantro. The other one was I chopped up two kiwis in it. And by doing that, when Kim talks about taking that marinade and reducing it, you could do that, but all I did was take the remaining marinade and put it in a bowl, and I basted um, as they cooked the chops and the
0: tenderloin, um, while I cooked it, did you that's did you a, put did you put that's that out as you have to do did did you put that out as dipping sauce during the meal?
1: No, no, because it has the raw pork in it. Uh, I did not want to do that, but God. but while you cook it, it added a little more caramelization. And you know when you get a nice piece of meat that's got a little bit of sweet crust on it, but it's salty, yes, but it's yes, sour. No. Yeah, with the, with the lime juice and the kiwis. The kiwis also help break down that, that protein fiber. Um, so that's why I think the pork tenderloin just fell apart.
0: If I didn't know better, I would think that Greg knew something about food. But I know he doesn't. His primary, <laughs> his primary gig is eating it. Um, and Kim is actually the food expert. I listen to this. I have an email. Now this guy called. What's that? Mac. Yes.
2: Greg nailed it. Uh, And, and you can baste with that marinade. Uh, You can boil it down. uh, And so it's cooked. uh, And then baste with it. But uh, what Greg did was absolutely perfect. Whoa. Get that caramelization on, on the, on the crust. You can't do it any better. Wow. Yeah. I
1: did have to, though, Max I will explain. I did have to when my son came. I asked him to go flip the, the stuff and baste it. And as he comes in licking his fingers, I said, he goes, oh, my God, that marinade is so good. I go, where did, where did you get it from? He's like, oh, I just dipped my fingers in it. I said, La." That's raw pork. You probably don't want to do that unless I cook the meat. You know. And he's like, oh, I thought it was okay because we're putting it on the meat. I go, the meat is on fire, so it's
0: okay. But you eating it is not okay. So he's I did fine. have to correct him for that. He's fine, right? He's fine. Well, so far, hmm. he hasn't shown any symptoms this morning. Um, I've got two emails. Here's the first one. Um, Mac, pretty serious today. <laughs> I have a question, maybe to break some ice here. Has Greg's mother made him the chocolate cake yet? Greg?
1: I I would say the answer is not just a no, it's a fucking hell no. She hasn't given me a cake. And, you know, that anger is building inside, and I don't know what's going to... I think the term is postal. um, (laughs) that, that I could think of, because... You why? know, if my mom loved if my mom loved me, she would like bake me a cake and send me it.
0: You know, go what? down there and eat it. Why would? Why did she refuse? I mean, she's your mom, right? No, but she's she's on this whole kick
1: that um, you know your daughter and wife are old enough now they can make the cake and everything. I said, Mom, it's not you making the cake. So you could have the recipe on the card, right. and people can follow it, but it's not, not
0: your mo- your mom
1: knows it. I know, right? It's not the same. No,
0: it's not. I it's can't. It's not the same. Why? Why is she like inflicting this aggression on you? Why is she like? Why is she doing this to you? Are you no? But you, I mean, you weren't adopted or anything, right? You're her biological kid, right? No, she's a. She's a
1: stubborn Italian
0: old lady. That's what it is. Uh, well, hey, yeah.
1: and, and you, you can you cannot you cannot make her break what she's thinking. She will stand
0: on Princi- on the edge on, and fight you on principle that I will never make you a chocolate cake that you love so much, and you've asked me as your mother. I refuse to make that, and I'll go even to- <laughs> for my birthday. Even I'll for go my to, birthday. I'll go to my grave like that, goddammit. That's it? Yep. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. yeah. she, she's going to want to wait till my daughter or my wife makes me a chocolate cake. And I've told them, I don't want a chocolate cake from my, you. I want it from my, my
0: mom. From my mommy. Yeah. That's yeah. rough, man. That's rough. You know, I've never really ever felt sorry for you in my life, but I think I feel sorry for you right now. Just so you know, you
1: should. I'm sad. I, I never have.
0: Care. I never have. I've never had. Even though, like, when you're driving through blizzards to get to the radio station out in the country, your dad's hanging out the window, right, and all the other craziness <laughs> that has gone on in your life, I've never really, you know, felt sorry for you. But I do right now. Here's a, here's this here's the yeah, second. And you here. should. I know. And you should. This guy is a huge fan of Kim's. He lives in Baccaville. His name's Dave. Hey Mac, since you he called me this week, sent me an email, and said, hey my wife and I are interested in leaving California and you've always said great things about North Dakota. Would you have time to talk to me? And I said, fuck yeah, man, call me. And then he sent me like seven more emails. Is it okay? But I'm like, listen, shithead, just fucking call me. So then he did. So we talked for about an hour. And, uh, so here's the question. Since you and I spoke on Monday about North Dakota, Thank you. By the way, my wife and I have been very interested. Exclamation mark! How does Kim and Greg feel about North Dakota, since both have lived in other places? Kim, great to hear you back! Exclamation mark! Dave in Vacaville. So, um, Vacaville. Oh, Dave. Big Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Good man. What, Kim? uh, You've lived all over the country. You wind up in North Dakota. Um, if somebody was looking to move uh, to Grand Forks, what would you tell them?
2: Well, I moved here for the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> That's, <laughs> what, uh... <laughs>
0: That's a lie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, I moved here uh, to uh, get Stan- Sanders started with Bob uh, Evenson. Who founded the restaurant a couple of years earlier and got it back and, and called me to help him. And we were going to run it for three years and, uh, and then sell it and split the, the booty. And, uh, I'd go about my way. I had no intentions of ending up in, in North Dakota, but, uh, after three years, I say, I'm going to buy you out and uh, I want to stay here. Well, he was tickled pink. And uh, so, uh, and that that was that. And the more I stayed here, and once I decided to buy the restaurant, the people in the community said, "Hey, this guy likes it. He's going to stay. We'll support him now." And uh, and my business got better as the years went went on. And uh, and I love it. I love the town. I got involved with it c v i c and all kinds of stuff
0: military
2: base. and I met my wife in the restaurant she came in i'd never seen her before and uh <laughs> I knew the thunderbolt hit me and so uh uh that was that and
0: uh and uh so would then, you so would you tell him to move?
2: well, it depends. If you don't mind the weather, the summers are spectacular here <clears throat> it's great the lake country if you like to
0: fish well let me let me before greg goes and can you comment on this? I tell everybody unless you live west of i five in in between west four or five in Los Angeles and then the five as you go down to San Diego, unless you live west of that twelve months out of the year, everybody else has. Sixty to ninety days of shit weather now you could take it with heat, heat, and humidity, cold, or straight up humidity you or or rain, but every other place in the country that's that 's how it is so um the sixty days uh, of cold, if that in north Dakota um that you can offset with an automatic car, car starter, a seat heater and it. And it's now a steering wheel heater. Um, is life so intolerable up there? Th- those 60 days? It, it's fine.
2: I, I met okay. Greg and Heather in the restaurant in the original Sanders. Uh, they were dating at the time. And, uh, and the more I stayed here, uh, the more people I met, the more I liked it. And, uh,
0: They're they're great folks around here, that's for sure. Well, that's what, I mean, uh, I met Kim in the replacement Sanders, but I never ate there because I wasn't a big-timer. And uh, I went in there looking for a screwdriver. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I run the plate Against Sports store down the mall. Do you got a screwdriver I could borrow? And he's like, yeah, man, hold on, let me look. And he's looking in drawers for a screwdriver. Here you go. I had to fix a vacuum. That's how I met Kim. So Greg was kind of a big shot at the time. Yeah, Greg was hobnobbing. I'm just trying to fix the fucking vacuum. That's how I meet Kim. Uh, Greg, uh, originally from Thunder Bay, uh, has lived uh, around the country uh, playing football. And then, uh, and then you settled in Grand Forks. Heather, the lovely Heather, right, You heard, who you've heard about in this broadcast. Heather is from a small town in western North Dakota. And I say small, I mean Small. Um, what would you? What would your advice be, Greg? you lived around the country.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's funny you say that. My wife was actually born in San Diego, oh, um, but moved very shortly. I think she was two when she moved up to Portal But I
0: will say that. Uh, after hey, just just my, for, just for the record, San Diego chicks are the
1: hottest. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that Cong- for sure. Congratulations, um, but. Yep. After this, uh, after my son graduates, we're going to move down to a little bit of a warmer place uh, based on my leg and everything else. Uh, but the the thing that he has to realize is, is that if he's coming to North Dakota from, he said, California, correct? Correct. All right. Then if you think you know what cold is, you don't. And yeah. when, you, when you come to Grand Forks, the wind and the cold, like you say, for those 60 days for any place on, on in the United States, yeah, you can bundle up and do things, but it's all about attitude. But I, I will say that there are no people like North Dakota people. I mean, pulling over if they see you on the side of the road to help you out. Uh, to grab a door. You know, it's not all about me, me, me. Um, they help their fellow man. Uh, they come to causes within the community, if it's a sick child or a father or mother or whatever.
0: Um, hey, but hey, Greg, there is, Greg, there is yeah. Greg, do you remember us doing a benefit thing at Schrader Middle School years ago? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I think it was one of the teacher either... I think somebody in her family had cancer, and so yeah, that's what it was. So it's like, hey, Mac, will you and Greg come out? And Greg and I go out, and I don't know if we emceed something or whatever. But he and I are sitting there, and we look around, and he looks at me, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "Life doesn't get better than this, right?" Because do you remember how many people were there, Greg? Oh, hundreds. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, and and everyone stopped by. And they donated, but they also played the games and stuff. And and most of them brought their family, so their kids could enjoy it. And and the kids had questions about, you know, why are we doing this? And they talked about the person that they were doing it for. And I remember us, uh, we did MC, but I don't know if we were broadcasting at the same time, talking about um, the the teacher that that you know was was in trouble a little bit and needed some help financially for medical bills and stuff. And I remember uh, a father when the son asked, well, why are we giving money? And they said, because it's the right thing to do. And that's what we do in Grand Forks as a community. And he says, "A community. And he said, yeah, as a community, this might be you one day. And we have to support each other. And to, to listen to a dad talk, to their son or daughter, like that, that that that's what made me proud of of being there with you and 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 whether we were broadcasting or just MCing or whatever the hell it was, um, the people around here is what I would tell uh, that, that gentleman from North uh, from California to come up here.
0: But the numbers well, are. Let, let, let me let me throw one other thing. He's a hunter and he's a fisher. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hello.
1: So that, that helps, too. That helps,
0: too. <laughs> that, will, that will mitigate some of the cold because um, you will be able to turn that into some, you know. Let me tell you, I remember, I don't know, it was before I went to Afghanistan, but the biggest issues on the, on the ballot were posting land, were hunting issues, okay? Now, yeah. in no other state virtually, maybe Minnesota, maybe South Dakota, maybe states in that region where – you know, hunting and fishing is, you know, you know, you're born with a shotgun in one hand and a, and, a, and a fishing rod in another. That's the way it is. It's been that way for, for decades, probably centuries. And, um, yeah, I'm right. Right? And those issues are very, very important issues to people. But when you look at, when you're not from there, you look around like, that's the biggest issue on the ballot this year, for God's sakes. Right? That's the most controversial issue, whether you post your land or whether it's our God-given right to hunt on your land. And those are those were big debates, and so he is that guy, and so. But again, I, I would tell you, I mean, to me, I'm I grew up in, in, in Northern California. I moved to Southern California. I lived in Virginia, Kentucky, Southern California. Okay, so I never lived that far north in my life. My kids loved it there. All right, I learned what a Carhartt coat was for. I learned how to drive.
1: <laughs> I learned how
0: to drive. I learned that yeah. that a great Christmas present for your wife is a car starter that, like, has a range of, like, two miles and can... Or, or choppers. What about choppers, Mac? Gloves, yeah, gloves. I mean, so yeah, nothing well, says... called
1: choppers, but most people don't know that they're called choppers.
0: Yeah, nothing says I love you like a better automatic car starter, okay? Yeah. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much, because when it's and cold... Right, and you go run into the car, and you hop in, and it's warm, and that seat heater's on, and you're like, oh, that's, it. I mean, come on, that's as bad as it gets, that's as bad as it gets, and so, I, I look, I just had friends, who a guy who's been on this show, who I, I was in Afghanistan with, who moved from Southern California to Hudson, Wisconsin, right, right across the river from, uh, you know, well, about 30 minutes east of St. Paul, and, yeah, and they're by they they're closing on a house that's on I, I think two acres. He's got a barn, and he's we're talking yesterday, and he's laughing. He goes, Mac, you used to see the property I have. He goes, I'm going to be a farmer. I'm like, yeah, well, don't fuck that up. He goes, the guy's <laughs> leaving me shit. He's leaving me canoes in the barn. He's leaving me bee. B boxes in the barn. I said I don't think they're called B boxes, but whatever. And he said, and he's like laughing. He goes he goes it's been unbelievable. I said, "What about the people?" He goes, "Oh." He goes, "It's they all want they all want to know like, where did you move here from? Oh, you guys are the new people. Where did you move here from? Is it true what we've heard you moved here from Southern California?" Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. And, and and I I had this message for people uh, you know, in Grand Forks and I said it on my radio show and these guys have heard me say it. If you create jobs, there will be people from all over the country that are, will come because of the quality of life. And and Grand Forks is unique because it's a university town. So there's a university. There's all like, uh, they're big time, high-end college sports. There's all the cultural stuff that comes with the university. There's the hospital, the law school. So it's small town America in a big, town, in a big time version of it. So the quality of life is really high. And so, uh, yeah, no, I told them, I said, hey, pick your shit up. I mean, you can always come back, but I'm going to tell you. I, I, my friends that have gone, I mean, they absolutely love it because, because of the sense of community that you, you, you kind of become involved in, which is what Greg was talking about. Very cool. Well, so none of us were from there. Um, Kim, what's the thing that you most enjoyed about, you most enjoyed about living in Grand Forks?
2: Well, I, I most enjoyed, uh, uh, the, the people, uh, the friendliness of them, uh, I mean, I had a huge uh, support from the air base, client-wise. And, uh, I I mean, everybody gets along. And a lot of people from the Air Force, when they get out, they stay here. So uh, it's, like you say, the quality of life and the people.
0: Greg, how about you? Is there one thing that you would put your finger on, other than the fact that they can booze it up like no other? Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's the... uh,
2: National sport in the wintertime
0: here, right? Well, Greg, uh, anything that you would put your finger on, and say, you know, I, I've enjoyed this more than anything else.
1: I don't think this. There's one thing, Mac. I I enjoy the quietness. Uh, if you would like it, or the opportunity uh, to have uh, your choice of, you know, going out to downtown or doing this because they always have the farmers markets or art fest or a street concert and stuff like that based based on the weather, obviously. But when Kim says the people, I mean, unless you're a hermit, what else could you ask for than your fellow man to, to look out for you uh, and say, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving uh, for the weekend. Can you watch my house to make sure everything looks copacetic? And they say, yeah, no problem. Or, uh, Hey, the key is here. Uh, you can go in and and do this and that. Just check up on things, um, but the opportunity to fish and hunt and, and do all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's just it's tremendous. And they have a, a sense of you know, there's you know, religious stuff here. There's like you mentioned, the university, and so there's not one thing. What I think is it is when you look for a community, it's a bunch of things that make the pie. And fill in all the pieces and stuff, and and you're just part of the cog and the wheel. So uh, the reason why Heather and I uh, came back here, aside from my injury, we could have moved anywhere, right. but we decided to raise our kids here because it's a safe place. They can walk to school, and I don't have to worry about them. They can go to their friends and stuff, and 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 the safety part of it is is a huge factor for me,
0: Mac. Yeah, you know. You know
2: rage you can cross town in 15 minutes from one end to the other
0: but people I mean, people no bi- but people bitch up. about they got backed up at a stop sign cuz there was six cars right i mean so i mean it's all relative um, that's a traffic jam here whoa that's a traffic jam <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly.
0: exactly no i and mac, know,
1: and mac i i lived in new york so uh, i know no, it's very it was, similar to uh, la driving you know, on on the Meadowbrook Parkway at three 3.30 in the
0: afternoon when you're literally going six inches at a time. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, he, uh, one of the things that we talked about was, he asked me like, well, how did you get up there? And I talked about, you know, my son, John, uh, I was living in San Diego and this guy calls me by the name of John Fuhrer and told me that he got my son's name. Uh, John's son, Nick would play for university of North Dakota hockey, men's hockey team as a defenseman. And, uh, and that he ran this thing called team Northwest and they br- brought kids from all of the Western United States to Grand Forks. They trained for a week and then they played two tournaments, one in Calgary and the other one in, uh, in Winnipeg. And, you know, I'd never been to that part of the country, but I thought it'd be a great opportunity for my son, John. Who was a as a young guy? He's a great backward skater. He's a defenseman, and and so he said, "I'm going to put you in touch with this guy uh, who's going who manages a team." His name is Pierre Lamoureux. So Pierre calls me. Pierre and I are, are still one uh, a great friend of mine, uh, and my sons are are interspersed with his kids. Uh, you've heard his daughters, Monique and Jocelyn, on this program. Uh, both played for the U.S. Women's National Hockey Team. Both gold medalists. Right, And uh, they're the reason that uh, the U.S. women's team won that that uh, gold medal. One uh, tied the game late and the other one won it. Jocelyn wins it in a move that was like unbelievable. But anyway, you could look that up. But uh, we went up there and uh, I were staying at this place called the American. Across the street is the high school where the hockey rink was that they were working out on. And there's a subway, there's a park. And I remember uh, my wife Susan, she calls and she says, How are the bo- where are the boys? And I said, I don't really know. And she said, God damn it. I knew I should not have allowed you. I said, no, no, you don't understand. Small, this is small. It's like living on base. It's a small Midwest town that has nothing but agriculture around it. They're either at the rink, at the park, or at subway. And then they'll be back. John's got to take a nap. And blah, blah, blah. And then she came up, and then that spawned the conversation. And mind you, they had just had a flood, right, the spring before. So this is the summer of 1998. Um, and they just had a flood. And the, and the city was still on its ass. And so I said, you know, in my head, this is how our kids grow up, right? And I said, would you ever consider moving here? And because we had lived all over the country – Susan was like, yeah, if we could get jobs. So Susan got a job. She's working at Nordstrom. She got a job at Marshall Fields at the time. And then I got a job working for Special Olympics. And we loaded up our shit and we moved to Beverly. And uh, But what I was not even prepared for was the warmth of people. Um, um, and, and, again, the first time we went to a report card night, just about every teacher said, oh, you're the people from California. And we said, yes, I've watched your kids and I just want you to know they're doing great. And it was like, pfft, all right, we're never leaving here until our kids, our kids grow up. Because people, I mean, cared that much, knew who you were, cared about your kids, right? You can't pay for that. And then the other thing I tell you, I, I would say is that where the weather's not bad, you don't really need each other. You can grow up on a street and you don't really know your neighbors. Uh, when the weather is bad, right my sons would shovel snow I mean Greg's kids do it right they take the snow blower and they go down the street and they blow you know people's sidewalk who are older and and your kids do things that young kids are supposed to do in life and they get raised doing that and it's in their head and you see what a community is Greg you know we just talked about he and I going out and we used to do that shit all the time the VFW here for this. The VFW here for that. Going to the base for this. Greg and John have a, his dad have this great story about going out and helping with what out at the base. Greg, a silent auction that you guys were, were out there doing. Super Bowl, they gave away right. uh, a trip to the Super Bowl uh, for
1: one lucky fan with and and the person they wanted to bring, but they had a whole bunch of items. Uh, so I would emcee the silent auction uh, or the auction that they would have for Aikman jerseys, Elway jerseys, this and that, and they would raise money for the base, and then at the end of the night, they'd give away
0: a trip to the Super Bowl. And they went out there, and I mean, I know Greg's dad's listening, or will at some point, if you ask him about it, he would go off and the way they got treated and how what a great experience it was, and we would have these experiences. There was a flood, I want to say the flood in Grand Forks was in ninety seven in ninety nine or two thousand probably two thousand. There was a flood in a city by the name of Roseau, Minnesota, where this cloud sat on top of Roseau for about you know fifteen hours and rained on it and and it got flooded and The response from Grand Forks was so many people helped us. We need to do something. Well, I was doing radio, and we had this bus, and it was called the Superliner. And I asked the owner, I said, could I take this and go up there? I'll do my show. I'll take a bunch of high school kids, and we'll just go pull shit out of basements. And that's what we did. And these kids still talk about it. Um, There was a little girl by the name of Callie Ronkowski, who's not so little anymore. She started a lemonade stand right? And somebody told me about it. I had her come on. She made, I don't know, she made like a 1500 bucks in this lemonade stand. She hopped on the bus and presented the check to the mayor of Rozo. I mean, and so she got her life changed because of it. Because of what act? Of giving, of community. And it's, I think it's really cool in a part of the country that where you do need each other. And it's it's very cool. So,
1: But, but in all honesty too though is that when you talk about community and and I'll say this even though it sounds sappy and bullshit but I get to meet guys like Kim and yourself uh that come from different parts of the the world um I came from Canada and we're all in one place at one time but we start talking and figure out that you know we all pretty much have the same morals and ethics. I mean, we differ on political stuff. We differ on a bunch of different things, but we always listen to each other. And that's the respect I have for both of you and many people within the community that we may not always agree, but
0: we'll always listen. And let me tell you, you, the other thing, the other thing that we have in common is that we always help. And I'll tell you what, you know, people would ask me, do you think Kim Holmes would, and I would always say yes. And like, well, don't you think you need to talk to him? No. Are you sure? Yes. That's true. And I would call Kim. Hey, no, Kim. True. Right? Hey, Kim. And he'd say, whatever, whatever they need, whatever you want me to do, Mac, you know me, I'm all in. I'm like, I tried to explain that, but they thought. And, uh, and I don't care what it was. I don't, let me tell you, I have friends who lost both sons to accidents um, here after they came home from combat deployments. And um, I remember going down and bringing them for dinner down at Sanders, and we had one of the, these upper kind of table areas, and it was just the family and I, and and, and we put some stuff on the wall. You know, and, and I mean, I could tell you a million stories of doing stuff with Greg and, 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 and Kim, and it was all in this community thing that we did. And we loved doing it, and, and people were so grateful for it, but you know i we love the high that we got about you know just extending ourselves a little bit and and again you don't find that everywhere i don't i don't know i know my neighbors cuz i get around and but i mean i know that there's people that come and go from their homes here in southern california and you don't really know your neighbors cuz you don't need to and so different different all right um i got a digital meat thermometer forb with four Probes. That's one, great. So one one okay. probe in every piece of meat so everybody's steak can be absolutely the way they want, perfect. What if
1: you don't need a meat thermometer to cook a steak, all you need is your
0: thumb. Oh my god. I'm not a gourmet like you.
1: No, seriously. All you have I'm to do is serious. make a fist. Make a fist. And rare is when you're not squeezing it. And if you squeeze a little bit more, it's medium rare. And then if you squeeze it all the way, it's, it's, uh, well done. I mean, it's so easy, Mac. I mean, honest to God, I, hate, don't,
0: I mean, I believe in I believe in science. I don't believe in fairy tales. Look, you believe it. If it tastes good, that's what I know you believe it. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So I, I, I look, I would trust your thumb if you told me, cause right. You don't make shit. Kim. That's that's his that's his system, right Kim? My thumb. Yeah. My not,
2: thumb is my thermostat.
0: <laughs> I don't trust my thumb. Yeah,
1: but you do need a meat thermometer for like turkeys and roasts and stuff like that. That's I agree true. with that because you that's can't true. undercook poultry and stuff. I I do, but some people like the to- put meat thermometers and everything and go by the exact temperature and they don't understand that it it keeps cooking after you take it off and everything else. So they, they wreck shit all the time.
0: Well, there's yeah. an art to it. You have to, you, as Kim explained, I think we were talking about digital meat thermometers. He said, you know, you want to take it off the degree below. If you want medium rare, you got to take it off at at rare, right? Knowing that it's going to continue to cook. And also,
1: you also, you got to know where to stick that thermometer, especially in a turkey or a roast or whatever, because if you put it in the wrong spot and you're getting that reading, it's it's still going to turn out like shit.
0: You know, my butterball turkey that was absolutely fantastic. I have to tell you, after I brined it, um, came with instructions specifically dedicated to that. I was I was I was a little bit there was no um you know you know how they used to have the old popper meat thermometer thing and that never
1: trust that yeah. never trust that meat thermometer
0: so it didn't even come with that and which kind of surprised me a little bit and then it had instructions of where to put your own digital meat thermometer or non digital right nice. yeah yeah i was impressed so um what do you want for christmas kim kim kim's probably have you guys already done all your christmas shopping kim kim likes christmas yeah. All done, all done, so what are you getting? I don't know. I thought you always knew
2: well i I give Beth the choice of a few things okay and then uh she always leaves one out
0: <laughs> that I don't get that's- and then
2: uh, after Christmas, I go buy it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's nice what so what is, what's at the top of your list this year? Number one thing you want for Christmas, Kim? What? Number one thing that you want for Christmas is
2: uh,
0: new slippers. That's it. New slippers. What kind?
2: Uh, to wear around the house that are sheepskin, sheep
0: lined. Are they boots? They are they ankle tie? No. Are they they're thigh high?
2: Slip, they're slip-ons.
0: Slip-ons. Open. Ba- wear them in the house. Open back or close back?
2: uh open back it's got a little rim around the back got it it. open
0: but you wear your socks right
2: no i don't that's what i like about it i don't have to wear socks gotcha gotcha feet are toasty
0: (laughs) there you go greg what's what's at the top of your christmas list
1: i would like some langoustine
0: what yep uh, they are cold you water. Know, I, I totally uh, set that up for your dumb ass to say chocolate cake and you fucked it up.
1: No, I'm not. I, I'm, I know I'm not getting that for Christmas for well,
0: sure. So it's too but, hurt. It's but, too, it's too hurtful. You wouldn't even want to hope for that because of the disappointment. You'd be tiny. No, there's no, there's no way I'm going to get it. I mean, she, she's
1: so stubborn. It's not even funny. Man. You have no idea. No idea. Um, but langoustine are these? Uh, it's like a miniature lobster, but they come out of the cold waters um, by Norway and stuff. And they are like butter. And when I, what's that? They're about a foot long. <laughs> some of them are. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, and they're very expensive. So yeah. um, it's either that or some foie gras. I go to a website called Markies. And uh, they have like different kinds of pate. In fact, I'm going to Skies tonight, which used to be Sanders. Yeah, it's not even on the menu. Not even on the menu. But Richie always makes it for me. Is their pate platter, and it just comes with these uh, pickles, uh, pickled onions, pickles, and some crackers. And my wife and I enjoy the shit out of it. Um, that liver <laughs> taste is is all I need for Christmas.
0: That's it. Yeah. Me too. Yep, I love that. That's it. So, come I'm on. a simple, simple guy, Max. Simple guy. That is true. That is true. Not, not a complex guy. All right, boys. First of all, um, uh, enjoy the conversation as always. And I think our conversation is reflective of, uh, you know, a lot yeah. of stuff that's going on in the country right now. I mean, as much as everybody's yeah. trying to enjoy the holidays, I think at the same time everybody's very concerned, uh, not only for people's health, but, uh, but for people's future, uh, so many small businesses, especially in Kim's business, the bar and restaurant business. I mean, I don't know how anybody survives. I mean, when, when, when the number one course of action is, yeah, we're going to shut, we're going to shut you guys down. And so, um, so, uh, I don't know, but, uh, our, our discussion today reflective of that. So have a great, uh, have a great weekend guys. And, uh, and, Super
2: uh, uh tomorrow from Omaha.
1: Yep. Yeah. So. And, and uh, I appreciate uh, getting the invitation on Fridays. I enjoy talking with you. I don't get to see Kim as much till the vaccine comes out, but I uh, especially don't get to see you. So uh, I enjoy talking about a variety of subjects, you know? No. It's
0: I, I phenomenal do. for me too, Greg. It, it, it yeah. means the world to me. Oh, listen to that! Oh, you guys are so cute. They're not nearly as nice as nice in person. Just so everybody knows, you're you're not as as hardcore as you think you are. So stop. I'm right? not. I'm okay. not. I agree. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm a softie, but I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. Unlike you, right? Miss, you would you miss, would
1: hug Kim and I in a
0: second I right missed. now. No, I'm not the biggest hugger.
1: I would. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You would. You would have no choice. Kim is a hugger. Yeah. He would hug
0: you. COVID. COVID. I couldn't. I'd have to like fist. I'd have to elbow. <laughs> I'd have to elbow bump you.
1: Yeah. All you right. Gotta, we'll talk to you. We'll COVID. talk to you next week.
0: All right. See you, Grant.
1: All right.
2: Bye bye. See you, Kimmy. Have a good one. You too. Enjoy the weekend.
0: All right, buddy. There you have it. I'm the one and only Kim P. Kimball Holmes. I'll read you another email. Um. Wow, what an advertisement for small town America. When do I move? I don't know. That's a good. That's that's a good question. Um. No, I, I I've said this before, but I mean, I my oldest will go back and live uh, someplace. Uh. In uh. In small town America. Um uh, Johnny boy. Uh, when he's done uh, with his time in the Marine Corps, uh, my own opinion is that he will head back uh, up to uh, the place where he grew up. And uh, John loves to hunt. Not as much of a fisherman, but he'll go as he is a hunter. And so... um... But really, it's the whole sense of community thing that was really cool. And, And again that is not indigenous to any part of the country, you find that in um, wherever you go in small-town America. And coincidentally, to kind of come full circle on this stuff, that is the nature of the divide in our nation. It's a outlook divide. Uh, the people in small-town America, uh, they believe that they're responsible for themselves, uh, people on the coast believe that the government is supposed to have a greater role in their life, and I think that's where you see the divide in the nation. And I uh, not think I know because I've lived it. I've lived in both, in both atmospheres. So anyway, um, have a great weekend. If you have a chance to do something good, uh, don't be afraid to change somebody's life. Uh, it's the way you get through it. So. Um, Download those three goals and ten commandments of post-traumatic winning. And um, any, anytime you get a chance when somebody's struggling to uh, to give that to them, go ahead and do that. So, on a Friday, have a great weekend. Alex Hollings will join us on Monday. All Marine Radio, out.